0: Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. So look, the the pandemic, it's rewritten a lot of the rules on remote working, which means downtown Vancouver isn't quite as bustling as it once was maybe two years ago. Now, public safety concerns, some vandalism, top of mind for many businesses in some neighborhoods around the downtown core. But Lowland Marshall III, he is optimistic about the future of downtown as well. The president and CEO of the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association, he joins us today to talk about the current state of downtown. And Nolan, I just wanna thank you for joining us right now here on BIV Today.
1: Thank you for having me. Really excited to talk about downtown. And as you said, I'm I'm definitely bullish uh, about the future.
0: Well, it's interesting because the provincial government—we are expecting them to announce this week the loosening of some restrictions—and we're wondering what this could mean uh, for bringing, you know, maybe more concerts back in, or at least not at half capacity. Nightclubs, Canucks games—are uh, are you hopeful that we will see something a little bit more vibrant in maybe the coming weeks and months?
1: I'm very, uh, I'm very hopeful. This just this past weekend, uh, we sponsored Winter Arts Festival with the Vancouver Mural Fest. Uh, And it was a pretty vibrant event out in front of the gallery in downtown. And so the more of that that we can do, the more we have concerts, the more we have sports. Uh, I think it really just adds to the vibrancy downtown. Over the summer, we were able to do uh, a promenade, a a day-long festival on Granville Street. And we surveyed people after that festival. And what they told us is during the festival, 92% of the people felt safe which says a lot for Granville Street, given the concerns that people have. But we know when we activate and when we when we bring people down for for positive activities, that's that's when we're at our best. Yeah, you bring up Granville Street and look, downtown's different depending on the neighborhoods.
0: When you're talking to stakeholders, um, you know, how often do you speak to them about, you know, public safety concerns that people might have right now?
1: Public safety is definitely top of mind for everyone. And so we take it very seriously. We know that I can be, and we can be as bullish as we wanna be about downtown Vancouver's future. And there's reason to be uh, with eight office projects uh, expected to be uh, open over the next four years. There's certainly reason to be bullish, but we know that we won't be uh, the downtown that we all wanna be if we're not as safe uh, as we should be. And so it's, it's a priority for us. It's what we hear from our members. Uh, it's a concern in terms of bringing people back downtown to work, visitors back downtown. Uh, but we have to reassure people that downtown is a safe place to be. Uh, and I think when we bring people down, and the Granville Street Promenade example uh, indicates it, when we have more people downtown and we have more vibrant activities, people do feel safe.
0: Now, you know, I was speaking to a tech CEO just recently about, you know, kind of hybrid working remote working and being back in the office full time and, and he's very firm in saying that there is no going back to the way things used to be. Do you think that's you know we're gonna have to get used to this new normal that there's just not going to be the same amount of foot traffic as there was you know prior to the pandemic when people would you know rush downtown. like I think you know, I, I just wonder if there are a lot of workers that won't be coming back downtown uh, full time, maybe maybe part-time. but what do you think about the hope for kind of bringing back some of that foot traffic that we've lost over the last few years?
1: So comparatively, and I, I talked to colleagues across North America, uh, there are only there are only two cities that uh, I would say uh, have reason to be as bullish as I am. And it's it's downtown Vancouver and it's downtown Austin. Uh, and part of the reason for that bullishness is the tech industry. The tech industry and uh, in, in both markets are, are growing sectors uh, that will propel us into the future. Uh, I think when you think about the foot traffic in downtown, and, and fortunately on weekends, our retail corridors are back to pre-pandemic level. So that's a, that's a really important indicator. But it's not, it's not just office workers. They're, they're an important part of the mix downtown. But what makes downtown special is it's the mix. It's the, uh, the residents, which we're fortunate to have in the downtown core. We're one of the denser residential populations in a downtown core. Uh, it's the visitors. And so we look forward to welcoming conventions and tourists from cruise ships back to downtown. Uh, and it's people coming downtown for activities. Downtown is one of those places uh, where certain activities only happen. So when it's Valentine's Day, you you look to come downtown to enjoy a meal. Uh, when there's a special event going on, when there's a, a hockey game, or when uh, the Olympics are going on and Canada is playing, you want to go celebrate those victories in downtown. Uh, and so it's you know, we look forward to being able to welcome office workers back, but they're, they're part of the mix and they'll be an important part of the mix. Uh, but what makes downtown vibrant is all of it mixing together, the residents, the office workers, the visitors, the people coming down to celebrate. That's what makes a downtown vibrant.
0: The federal government—they have plans to bring in about a million more immigrants over three years. And last year, that was the first year of the plan. They brought in four hundred thousand folks. So it tells me that they are on track to do that. Do you think that could give a boost to downtown, or else? I don't know. Maybe new immigrants. I don't know if they're necessarily renting out, uh, you know, condos in Yaletown or Coal Harbor at this point.
1: Well, listen, I, I can I can speak as one of those four hundred thousand sure. immigrants yeah. that came in the last year, right? And and my family and I. Uh, we're fortunate enough to be able to find a place where I walk to work every day. And so um, I, I think the immigration push push is essential. Uh, it's part of the reason why uh, an Amazon chose to locate here and why the tech industry is growing here, because we can get access to talent. Uh, we know in economic development and business attraction and retention, access to talent is the most important resource. Uh, and so I encourage us to continue to push uh, for immigrants to come in here and, and help support uh, and supply so and be a part of our, our, our workforce. Uh, I think we also know that in the hospitality uh, sector, we also uh, need folks to come in and work. And so we've got to be a part of making sure that that pipe, pipeline of workers uh, is supported as well.
0: You know, I'm curious, you know, what what was behind your decision to relocate from the United States to Vancouver, especially during the middle of a pandemic?
1: Well, that's a, that's a great question, uh, and Vancouver is really a great place. You know, I, I have two sons, a six-year-old uh, and a two-year-old, and my wife and I thought about what kind of city and what kind of place do we want to raise them in, uh, and we certainly wanted to raise them in a progressive place, but we also wanted to raise them in a diverse place, in a place that was growing and welcoming, uh, and Vancouver is all of those things. I was also told that it would be one of the warmest cities in Canada, and so that was helpful, uh, but it's you know, I'm really bullish about just the future of this place. Diversity is important to me, so I, I really uh, welcome the immigration push. Uh, I'm excited about what our tech industry is doing. we are We're leaders in VR and web3, and those are things that uh, I think that's the future. Uh, and so to be a part of a city where I feel like the future is being built both in terms of, um, what it looks like and what we're building. You know, there, there's some studies that say that over 50% of the world's population will be immigrants when my kids are older due to climate change and global destabilization and such and immigration policies. And so to give them the opportunity to be in a world-class city like this and to experience being an immigrant, you know, it's, it's just, it's an unbelievable opportunity that I couldn't pass up. And the challenges here coming out of COVID and coming out of a pandemic or attractive to someone in my profession who looks for challenges to see how we make sure this downtown recovers and lives up to the promise that we've we've made to everyone.
0: I don't think that there's ever been some sort of simple solution to the ongoing issues with uh, addictions and mental health and people have been dealing with that here in downtown Vancouver and it, it's visible. I I I don't know if there's anything simple that can be done with regards to this issue. Um, do you think it's the the province needs to be doing more? If if so, is there something like low hanging fruit that they could grab onto? Is it going to be a concerted effort between you know all three levels of government? I, I I realize I'm I'm throwing a question at you where there's no yeah. solution here, but how,
1: how do we begin no, to address this? You're right. There's there's no easy uh, there's no easy solution. Uh, But whenever you're in a situation uh, where there are those that lack and there are those that uh, have access to resources, then those that have access to resources need to do more. And so I include our organization and our members uh, in that category of people that need to do more, but also the province and the city and the police department need to do more. It's 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 a clear mix of we certainly need a more visible presence from the police department. We need... Uh, complex care and supportive housing solutions from the province, uh, and us as economic developers and as business owners, we need to recognize that there's a role for us to play as well. In addition to just advocating for those things that the province and the city can do more. Um, a big part of transitioning from whether it be homelessness or whether it be addiction is being able to access a connection to work. Uh, that's been that's been proven as a way of getting people. Uh, of getting people through a transformation in their lives, and so we've got these challenges in terms of um, worker uh, workers for hospitality industry, uh, workers for the tourism industry. We really need to make sure that uh, as economic developers and as businesses, we are supporting those those talent pipelines that. Uh, that give people the skills they need to transition back to work. That's something that we can do in addition to just advocating for the things that others can do.
0: You know you mentioned that Vancouver is benefiting quite a bit from all the growth going on in the tech sector globally. Um, what is your pitch to any business thinking of setting up shop in downtown Vancouver? Why is it a solid location to you know uh, come in to?
1: Again, the, the biggest resource uh, in business attraction and retention is access to talent. Uh, and that's something that we will have an abundance of in Vancouver. And so if you're a business looking to uh, set up shop in Vancouver, then you have access to uh, one of the best talent pipelines in the world uh, in one of the best settings in the world. And so it, it really is a, a great place to set up shop and do business. And our, our hope is that, you know, we're, we're very excited about. Amazon locating in the post building, and that is a great win for our local economy. But we're very excited about the opportunity for small and emerging businesses located here in Vancouver and birthed here in Vancouver to become the next Amazons. That's when you you really have that force multiplier effect in your economy and with your business climate, when those local homegrown businesses uh, become the next superstars in the industry.
0: Yeah, I think we've already seen about a dozen, you know, so-called unicorns emerge in uh, the BC tech ecosystem over the last 13-14 uh, months. So, uh I know what you're saying about watching those anchors uh, kind of take shape here on the west coast so it's going to be something uh to discuss and, and look forward to as I, I think the summer weather is coming ahead i, I think we can expect uh, more feet in the streets as well kind of uh, pushing forward with downtown vancouver you and i will chat about that in the coming weeks and months but in the meantime nolan i, I just want to thank you for joining us on the show today
1: thank you for having me and, and thank you for giving me the chance to share why i'm so optimistic about our future
0: Excellent. That is Nolan Marshall III. He is president and CEO of the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. And that is it for the show today. But you can go to BIV.com, more videos, podcasts, stories, and more out there on the website. In the meantime, I just want to thank everyone for listening. I'm Tyler Orton.